0: Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchereg and Patrick Royce
1: with Sports Talk. Patrick is at his winter estate. Corzo's with us. Scott Korzanowski. I have no idea what he's doing. He's running around. He's looking for things. He's left all my
2: stuff back in my office. Your microphone's not on, Pat. Yeah, well, i put it on. All
1: right. Uh, this is a big sports weekend, including the Prep Bowl, Friday. My alma mater. Which is what? Minnetonka. Uh, what class are they? The play- Skippers
2: made it? They're playing Eden Prairie. Wow. Oh, that's 6A. Yeah. Well, Minnetonka's huge. Yeah, it is true. Although, you know, when I went through, I was in the Baby Boomer bulge. Yeah. We're all, you know... Bloomington went to three high schools, Hopkins went to two, Edina went to... Minnetonka stayed at one. And they still are, aren't they? Oh, and it was packed when I was there. They said, you guys are going to be uncomfortable, but in a couple of years, this will have been the right move. And they were correct. So we were just jammed. Into really? This, yeah, when we were there. It was a big... Biggest... But I think in the three years I was there, I think our football team won three games. Really? They were brutal. Well, what happened? They're great. Well, it's 50 years later. Twenty years later. huh? No, there's... A, you know, I mean, a lot can happen in 40 years, you know. Yeah. You know, so...
1: Uh, Timberwolves home tonight to Orlando. Yeah, uh, you
2: know... <laughs> You're down about the oh, Timberwolves. Oh, man, I am beyond down about the Timberwolves. It's, it's you know, there's a friend of mine that always says, the thing that's the worst is when somebody doesn't utilize their gifts. Mm-hmm. And the the Timberwolves, this team is not utilizing their gifts. This should be the third or fourth best team in the West, and they just don't play like it because, in my opinion... Tibbs is a really poor coach. Uh, tonight will be his 100th game. Mm-hmm. As a head coach? As a, as a head coach of the Timberwolves. Or of the Timberwolves. Of the yeah. Timberwolves, yeah. right. And he's, you know, I've not seen anything that would indicate to me that he knows what he's doing.
1: You know, there's an old saying, I think it was coined by Red Smith. Uh, up and down games really aren't coachable. Hockey and basketball. Oh, I think, I th- well, I think basketball is more so than hockey. You know, you, get, you call them over and you pretend you got to play and then they run around.
2: I, come on, come on! What's coachable about that? Well, and Tibbs, Tibbs has got to sit down once. In a I while. would tell you this: if Tibbs would sit down and let them run around, yeah. they'd be doing far better. In fact, I found a story. You know, there's this new website called The Athletic. You yep. know, it's like a sports page, and uh, this guy broke down that the Timberwolves, and I'm going to talk about it when I'm doing the ride, but the Timberwolves have the sixth best offense in the league in the first three quarters, and in the fourth quarter they have the twenty sixth best offense. Why? Because Tibbs takes control. Really? Runs. And the guy breaks it down with stats. They isolate. And I've I mean, I've watched them for years. And when they get in the fourth quarter, they give the ball to Jimmy Butler and say isolate. They give the ball to Andrew Wiggins and say isolate. They slow it down. They never give it to Towns. All these things that I've been complaining about, this guy in this article broke it down with stats. Mm-hmm. And Tibbs lets them play for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, he he grabs control and they become far less effective. Both on both ends of the court. He seems like a disgruntled fellow. He really does doesn't he you know you know they play 82 games in the nba and the nba referees are very good i think i've watched the nba i think they're of all the major sports i think they're the best referees but how many calls are there in a game hundred i I don't know yeah literally it's got to be a hundred right yeah uh and he will complain about 95 percent of them Mm -hmm. at a time that gets a little old Mm -hmm. it just gets old for me to just watch it i mean every call he's complaining about it's He's got to relax a little bit. What is he yelling at them? What 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 <laughs> what, what 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 are
1: these it's the same in college? You can't sit down. You gotta stand up and pretend you're do, you're
2: saying what the hell are they saying? And you know, it's funny. When you watch, when you're at the arena, you can hear him. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm like 30 rows up. You can hear you, you can't always tell what be, he has this big, this rrr, rrr, he sounds like a bear. Right. And when you watch it on TV, you can hear him. Yeah. You can hear in the background go, go, run, back. He just, yeah, he never stops. That has got to wear on you. I would think so. You know, we've all had bosses that micromanage you. How does that usually work? You get irritated. You probably haven't had one for a while, but maybe when you were younger, you did. Probably. But my my take on Patino has always
1: been, he strikes me as a guy who practices making his grimaces in the mirror. (laughs) He might. Because he he's got that basketball coach grimace down and the frustration and
2: heartache and and uh, and I think he practices his gestures. He might, yeah. But you know, but but Patino doesn't yell at his players nearly as much. He mm-hmm. lets them play. I'm not saying he doesn't get up and yell at him. I saw a thing a guy that that Royce hated, guy Lute Olson. But I saw a thing on ESPN back when he was coaching Arizona and. They showed him in practice. You know, he's up running the practice, and he's stopping the play and coaching and telling him what to do. And then in the game, he was just sitting there. Mm -hmm. And he said, practice is when you yell at him. The game is when you let him play. And Mm -hmm. if they play poorly, then you address it in practice. That doesn't mean that during any timeout he won't say something or he wouldn't get up occasionally and say something. But Phil Jackson was a lot that way, too. He Mm -hmm. would just sit there. He would not be yelling a lot. It was like you prepare your team and then let them play. So to your point, Joe... Where it is a game of what you say motion up and down up and down, you you train him into some theories. Here's what we're going to do, and then you let them go. Mm-hmm. Does Tibbs ever sit down? Uh, seriously, does he? I've I've never seen him sitting. You know, I've I've, I've I'm going to look tonight. I've I'll I've seen games when he yells less, mm-hmm. but I've never noticed if he actually sits down. I, I would say I've very yet. seldom. Reavers,
3: you've ever seen Tibbs sit down? I can't remember a time watching a Tim Roll's game with him as the head coach and seeing him sit down. Hmm. I mean, he'll he'll do the. He'll lean against the the bench, or not the bench, but the uh, scorer's the scores table. You'll see that once in a while, but I don't see him sit down. Ever. Wouldn't
1: it be great if, uh, like baseball ba- uh, basketball coaches, had to wear the uniform?
3: Oh, that'd be great <laughs> with Tim's. <laughs> well, remember when he was introduced as Timberwolves head coach because he was an assistant under Mussey, Everybody put out the that picture, the picture of him with the big mullet. And the old-style Timberwolves uh, warm uh, jacket, warm-up jacket. Thin.
2: You would not have guessed it was the same person, yeah. right? He, he had used really, to have hair. Huh? Oh, I yeah, really did if, really if they had showed you this picture and they said, who is this? Mm-hmm. You you, want to agree, Reavers? Oh, yeah. Because he had the mullet. He looked like How uh, many years ago was this? Like nine, early 90s. Oh, for Pete's sake. The first sake. run of the
3: Wolves. Yeah, yeah, the very first run.
2: So, like, you know, tw- not even 20 years ago. How many years were the Timberwolves in the Metrodome? Two, right?
1: Two or three? One for sure, maybe 89, two. Is 89 their first year? Mm-hmm. They were there for the Metrodome for that year for sure. They had to yes, be there the second year. Probably two years, yeah. yeah.
3: I remember sitting in the upper, upper deck watching a Wolves game at the Dome with with my dad. Mm-hmm. Man, were we way up there. Oh, Did it's see, brutal. Could you see anything? <laughs> I don't recall. I just remember being genuinely excited to watch an NBA game, because yeah. we didn't have it in my lifetime. I, yeah.
2: Joe, went to one of the Final Fours there, and... And sat in. That was the, about ninety two. I think there has been two of them. No, I was at one more recent than that. The, the most oh, one. recent one was like yeah, and and uh, I was in the upper deck, but on the tight the the side where you were actually kind of close to the floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was worthless. Yeah, and then and then just for fun, I walked to the upper deck when you were far away away from the floor, and I mean it was it was a complete waste of time to even be there. Wild at Buffalo, taking on Housley. Yes. Uh, and their old guy, uh, who's the old guy we shipped over there that we got from Buffalo? Jason Pommenville Jason Pommenville. Mm-hmm. The guy we got for him, Ennis, yeah, he's been real good. And Felino? Foligno? Yeah, didn't they get Ennis for him? And I him, think so. Ennis, there was a great, I read a story, Michael Russo uh, tweeted this, and, and he he's a great writer, he used to work for the Star Tribune, and it was a headline. And it He's with been, the Athletic. Yeah, man. and it might have been taken out of context, but it said the Felino, Ennis, and whoever, their Winnick line has been playing really great. Now all they have to do is start scoring some goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, if you're not I don't scoring, think a Eagles... wild
1: victory is a sure thing.
2: No, not at all. I don't think it is in any game. Speaking of coaching, I know almost nothing about hockey from a strategic perspective. But the other night, I will say one thing. When the Wild play in overtime, mm-hmm. they lose mm-hmm. almost every time.
1: They did in about 53 seconds. Yeah, and they, and
2: they did it under Yo, and they did it now under Boudreaux. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, Judd had a thought on it, but I just, I legitimately tweeted, I said, could someone explain to me why the Wild always lose? I mean, at a really, you know, you figure you, you should be 50 50, right? If you're a 500 team. And they're they like one in 12 or something. Well, Tommy Chorsky
1: was in here yesterday, yeah. and his theory was an, a little bit of an absence of fire, a little fire in the
2: back. Yeah, a little, boys need a little pep in their step. little pep in the step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I've never quite understood why. There are are players like like Andrew Wiggins drives me crazy for the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. The next time he really looks like he cares, and Mm -hmm. I don't mean his facial expression. Tim Duncan had a very bland facial expression, but you could tell he cared when he played. Wiggins just walks around like he's playing a pickup game on a a Friday afternoon after work. That's how he plays basketball. Who's number five for the Timberwolves? Gorgie Jing, I think. He looks sad. He just looks like a sad guy. You know, he's supposed to be a really nice guy, but he is probably sad because Tibbs went out and paid $14 million for a guy who's exactly like him. And now that guy plays 36 minutes a game and Gorgie plays 12. So he probably is sad. But I mean, he has the sad face. <laughs> yeah, he kind of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: yeah, I do know but what I'm saying. I looked said. at him the other night and I thought, I wonder why you're sad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like someone stole his puppy, uh, sad? Yeah, like sad? sad. Oh. Uh, he looks down. Oh, Like he needs a Red Bull.
1: No, he just just one of those guys with a mug on him that's that's sad and and uh, you know for all I know he wears lampshades at parties. I have no idea. Right? Yeah. But he he looks like a sad guy. Just a moment. Uh, We were talking earlier. We imagine the Vikings are probably already in Detroit.
2: Oh yeah, I think the league has a rule. You have to get in the you know day before or something. They might be on their way now, but yeah, they'll they'll be there. But that game will be over at 2.30. They'll be home for Thanksgiving. Yep, absolutely. It'll be, you know, because they don't fly commercial. So they get done, they pack up, they walk in the plane, and they're out of there. And it should be a good game. Should be a great game. I mean, you know, Detroit's beat them three straight times, and in the three games, Detroit has scored, I think, 17, 17, and 16 points in regulation and won all three. Mm -hmm. So it, it hasn't been a matter of the Vikings' defense having trouble solving Matthew Stafford. It has been a problem of the gopher of the vikings offense scoring points and you know in the first game this year is when delvin cook got hurt and the vikings only scored seven but my my feeling is that the way the vikings offense is playing now uh, if the vikings hold detroit to 17 points again mm-hmm. that the vikings will win men mm-hmm. are pretty comfortably i think
1: mm-hmm. uh it'd be fantastic to, to continue to see people believe
2: they're going to be in the super bowl that'd be something wouldn't it mm-hmm. it would be uh you know I, I mean I'm one of the guys that that am not really that excited that the Super Bowl is here and frankly if the Vikings got in it that wouldn't change. it's not like I'm going to the game right uh, but uh, but it would be something cool to be them you know be it here but it wouldn't like you said it really like you said they won't even be the home team no, they would but there be no would be team. some advantage I suppose to playing in the stadium that you're accustomed to but mm-hmm. but you know the noise factor like you saw in the Rams game won't be there and anything like that if they get there. what time do prep Bowl games begin nine in the morning? Because yeah, they're
1: all going to be Friday, aren't yeah, are they? Are they
2: now at U.S. Bank Stadium? Yes. Okay, they're not at TCF anymore. They're no. at the U.S. Bank. Yeah, uh, so it won't be freezing. Yeah, they go all day. Because I know a lot of times that 6A game, you know, it doesn't start till like 830 or 9 sometimes. I wonder if it's televised this year. It's got to be. It's got to be.
1: Reavers, is the prep bowl televised? I'm on it. I, I'm sure it is.
2: So Eden Prairie and Minnetonka Eden, for the Prairie, big Minnetonka. prize. I'm guessing, just as, not that I've paid a lot of attention to high school football, even with my alma mater, and I didn't mm-hmm. live in this town for a while. But I'm sure this is the first time Minnetonk has ever made it to the championship game. I I think you're safe with not that. not the first time Eden Prairie's made it to the championship game. Oh they, god, no. <laughs> they are
3: all on Friday on our sister station, channel forty five. They are out. Mm.
1: they start about nine in the morning with nine man? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm looking it up right now. I'm gonna see who's in it. I wanna see what the official time. I like watching the prepple, it's fun. Do you, do they ever do they get much crowds out there? Not really. The 6A will draw a few people, but, yeah, for the most part, no. You... Well, in that ballpark, it,
1: you can yeah. draw 10,000. It's going to look like you yeah. have nobody. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The place is massive. It is massive. I had reports from people who attended the Cretan. Who did Cretan lose to? Minnetonka. Minnetonka. Uh And they, uh, they thought it was cavernous and... Uh, too big and too frightening, and uh, they didn't They didn't <laughs> like it. Too big? Yeah, yeah. You're playing in an
3: NFL stadium. What, well, what do these you expect? Were, these
1: were the female of the species. Ah. Uh, they, uh, they, they were unnerved by the size of the place. Do they want to play at Target Center? I don't know where they want
2: to play. Well, I told point. you when my wife and I went to the game, uh, Vikings game last year because I wanted to go see what the stadium looked like, she goes, I don't really see the difference between this and the Metrodome. That was oh, her comment. There's got to be a huge... I have not been in there yet. It's. it's... I have not been in there. You know, I'll say this about it. Have you been in the right, Reavers? Oh yeah. I, one, the one thing I like about it from the outside is it doesn't look like the new typical stadium. I think that's cool. It looks, looks like, like an alien led yeah. uh, airport. <laughs> and that whole open end where where you have the glass and the yeah. glass. It's a really cool, but but it's but I guess I've been kind of duped into thinking that I was going to feel like I was at like this, but it's still a stadium. I mean, mm-hmm. you walk under the stands. There's a concourse. You see the underneath of the stands. You know, it's yeah. not like you're in. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not like you're in some magical place. I think
3: the best seats are. But the bowl is nice. If yeah. you're if you're sitting on the east side of the stadium, facing yes. the west side, which is the open end, looking yeah, at the great. skyline downtown, if you have a lower, that's a, that's the best seat. In the, the, house. the the
2: best part about it is when you're inside, you kind of feel like you're outside. So mm-hmm. that was that was well done.
1: Well, during a game, can't that side be open? Yes, the doors can be open. Are they? Have they been? They this have year? been
2: every year until this last game. Really? Yeah. And Zimmer wanted them to open it during last week. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the Vikings decide a lot of fans that pay a lot of money for the tickets wouldn't be that excited about sitting in there when it's thirty-five degrees. What are they going to do about the acoustics problem? Seeing that concerts are such a big part of that operation. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's
3: Reavers, were you at a concert there? No, but I had people in attendance at a, a couple of them and said the acoustics are just I brutal. wonder why. I
2: I, I wonder what part your... of what I've read is The roof, half of the roof is kind of the glass, right? And the other half is metal. And the metal side of the roof is over the visiting sideline. And there was some thought that that was done intentionally to make the loud, to make the the, the noise kind of funnel to that side, which it actually does. So it's more difficult for the visiting team to hear. Mm -hmm. But that screws up the acoustics if you're trying to have a concert where you want the sound to kind of be universal throughout the building. Well, somebody
1: sent people in here. Was it Chesney? Sent uh, sound crew people mm-hmm. in here to try to figure this thing How out. How we
3: can get this fixed. Yeah. You know
1: what's supposed to have great acoustics is the Palace Theater.
2: In Where Saint is Paul. that? I saw that they had a right show downtown there. on Wilco, uh, right?
1: Yeah, the, Wilco did three nights there. Uh, the Palace is on uh, uh, 5th and St. Peter. And it's supposed to be fantastic acoustics in there. I have not been in there yet either. I intend to do that. Even though it's a complete Minneapolis operation. First Avenue, Jam Productions, I think St. Paul's lucky to get a check for about three bucks a month out of the thing. They get yeah. bragging rights that they have the Palace Theater, but the money is going to a Minneapolis operation. Although I think St. Paul taxpayers paid for the renovation.
2: But I once saw a concert at the Fitzgerald Theater, and the, the acoustics there were great too. Really mm-hmm. good. You know, small venue. nice. was nice.
1: Uh, over the weekend, we finally have a time now for the Gopher-Wisconsin game.
2: And it's on national TV. Yeah. ABC. Uh, ABC. Channel 5 has it. I've said, if you want me to take the Gophers in that game, I'm going to need 40 points.
1: Okay, do the Gophers need to win that game to be so-called bowl eligible? Yes. They got no
2: shot. No. No, none. (laughs) I'm going to say zero chance. Yeah. If these two teams in these situations played a million times, Wisconsin would win a million times. (laughs) I believe that there's no chance, zero, that they will beat Wisconsin. Well, plus you're bowl eligible
1: for the, you know, a a very low ranked bowl. Yes, I think it's. I'll be impressed one of these days when one of these universities says thanks, but
3: we're not interested. That'll (laughs) never happen. Then you,
2: you. There's not a good chance you're going to be impressed. It'll never happen. No, No. there was
3: a team last year. You know there was that well, did reject they were five and seven that,
2: the year the gophers went because they because sometimes they don't have enough six and six teams joe yeah so then what determines whether you're five and seven is some academic academic metric yeah uh and one of the teams did say no yeah reavers is right
1: sports talk will return shortly but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, minnesota at federated insurance where it's their business to protect your business and nobody does that better than federated It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and your money now.
4: Hi, Joe. After closing at record highs Tuesday, stocks came under a little bit of pressure today and the market was barely mixed at the close of trading. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 64 points, closing at 23,526. The Nasdaq Composite gained four points, moving to a fresh record high, and the S&P 500 dropped just two points. A federal judge threw out two long-running lawsuits challenging the National Security Agency's collection of phone records under a surveillance program that Congress curbed in 2015. The lawsuits filed in 2013 alleged the government violated the Constitution when it gathered millions of Americans' phone records so it could search through them for possible ties to terrorists. The judge said the law that was passed in 2015 that prohibits the government from getting those phone records in bulk renders the lawsuits moot. Pilots for Endeavor Air have voted to ratify a four-year contract extension that will significantly raise their wages and increase company contributions into their retirement plans. Endeavor Air is a subsidiary of Delta Airlines and operates more than 700 daily flights from hubs in Minneapolis and three other cities. I'm Bruce Vale with your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's
5: cloudy and 27 degrees. The University of Minnesota today announcing the school had agreed to a contract extension with head football coach P.J. Fleck, the agreement pending approval from the Board of Regents. It's a one-year extension. The contract would uh, take him into January of 2023. 36-year-old Fleck, of course, hired by the U after four years as head football coach at Western Michigan University. To grow, you must fail. <laughs> Thank you.
4: should Patrick- not our culture. That's
0: unacceptable 100%.
2: Shouldn't Patrick be here today? Wouldn't that make Patrick's head yeah. explode? I think.
0: I eat difficult conversations for breakfast. That's my favorite.
2: Thank you.
5: <laughs> Timberwolves in action tonight. They play Orlando at the Target Center. The Wild also playing tonight. Uh, they are in Buffalo to play the Sabers. News notes from today: West Fargo police say a traffic stop on Interstate 94 netted 286 pounds of marijuana you say the drugs seized are worth nearly 1.4 million dollars on the street. It happened yesterday. 34-year-old Kimberly Norton of Ascov, Minnesota, arrested on a drug charge, taken to Cass County Jail. The stop occurred during uh, near excuse me near the 45th Street exit in West Fargo. A police dog provided a positive alert, giving police probable cause. Separately, the Highway Patrol reports a traffic stop on 94 in Bismarck yesterday, netted 30 pounds of marijuana worth 50 grand. California man arrested in that one. Amateurs. (laughs) Amateurs. All amateurs. Uh, Fact-based. Preple is split between Friday and Saturday. I see. 17-year-old Bloomington boys pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, aggravated robbery, and attempted aggravated robbery in connection to the fatal shooting of a 19-year-old in St. Paul last June. Jamar Alexander Brown sentenced to over 21 years in prison Decian Pugh, a 19-year-old graduate of St. Paul Tartan High School, was killed in the shooting that occurred near the state capitol. Happened on June 24th. Police called at about 4 p.m. to the 200 block of Aurora Avenue on reports of shots fired. When they got there, they located Pugh, who suffered an apparent gunshot wound. He was pronounced dead at the scene. 20-year-old Marion Dantes Denton was sentenced to 101 days in the Ramsey County Correctional Facility for being the getaway driver in that incident. Democratic Representative John Conyers' hometown newspaper calling for his resignation in the wake of sexual harassment allegations against the Michigan lawmaker and a questionable payout to one alleged victim. Conyers is accused of using taxpayer dollars to settle a claim in secret after a former staffer reportedly claimed she was fired for rejecting his advances. In an editorial published late last night, the Detroit Free Press demanded he step down immediately, the paper calling Conyers' actions the kind of behavior that can never be tolerated in a public official, much less an elected representative of the people. Plus, repay us. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, this one's for you. After a historic early season snowfall, Jackson Hole Mountain Resort is pushing up its opening day. Today, skiers and snowboarders able to access the Teton, Apoi Vu, and Tawhino's lifts a day earlier than scheduled. The Bridger and Sweetwater gondolas and Casper lifts are scheduled to open tomorrow. The Resort spokeswoman Anna Cole said the early push came to fruition because of the work of the resort's operations staff and cooperation from Mother Nature. Weather station data available via the Bridger-Teton Avalanche Center reported 53 inches of snow in Rendezvous Bowl. Wow. 45 inches at the Raymer Plot, and 36 inches at Mid-Mountain. Uh, the upper elevations... This is snow from Jesus, too, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't man-made snow. Right? No, no, this is real snow. Real snow. Jesus. Yep. Uh, snow in the upper elevations, over 100 inches of snow have fallen with the storm front Holy moving cow. in. Monday night, expected to drop another 11 inches.
0: Togety. I'll be there in April. Uh, you know what they call that's the name of the mountain where I stay, Togedy. Got it. Um, you know what they call the, the, the proper name for the Tetons, Joe? I do not. La Trois Tetons. Really? You know what that means? The three something.
1: The three. Right. Oh, the three units. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. French the three upper swimsuit areas. <laughs> the French trappers right. named name that. <laughs> Is that why there are so and many? And it's fra- not
0: Jackson Hole. It's Jackson. It's uh, it got the name Jackson's Hole from uh, a trapper. And they uh-huh. there's Pierre's Hole. There's this guy's Hole. This guy's I get Hole. It. Sure. Because they used to call these valleys between the ranges holes, hmm. and that's where they would hang out for you know calmer nicer weather. Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy, I'm Scott? i just,
2: I find this fascinating.
0: Yeah. Stop looking at me, pal. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so the French names that I have in this story that I couldn't pronounce are because it was yes. French trappers. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Makes yep. sense. An Oregon woman whose inmate boyfriend died from a meth-laden kiss after a prison visit has been sentenced to two years behind bars on a drug conspiracy charge. Was she trying to give him some? You mean? That's correct. I see. She did the
1: alfalfa with a mouthful of uh, meth. Meth. she said it was peach. Yeah, she'd done
5: her prune her peach. The guy would have lived. Melissa Ann Blair and Anthony Powell shared a (laughs) long kiss. (laughs) At the end of a visit last year. But if year,
1: you're going to transfer meth, you got to go alfalfa.
3: I guess, because it's a, probably in a big be, bag for right. pretty sloppy kids.
1: Right.
5: Happened at the Oregon State
3: Penitentiary. I got dog going after a bowl of water. <laughs> all right. I, I'm going to ask a dumb question.
5: Go that, ahead, that's bro. fine. I do it all the time. How did she not die? Well, uh, she passed seven tiny balloons filled with methamphetamine into the man's mouth. Uh, he swallowed them. Uh, so two of the balloons later ruptured well, there you in are. his stomach, yeah. and he died of methamphetamine toxicity. But first he got really, really high, right? Well, <laughs> I, I would guess. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. U.S. District Judge Marco Hernandez said Blair's actions were part of a scheme devised by the two of them to get drugs inside the prison. Uh, there was a dispute as to whether Blair took part of her own free will, but Powell shared responsibility for his own death, according to the judge. 41-year-old was serving a life sentence for aggravated murder in the stabbing death of his mother-in-law, according to court this records. This lady's mom? Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, it sounds like it. Boy, they Scott seem 18, really super
3: smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not going to get accused of using a pun here, but what did you say, John? How did she pass the meth? She kissed him. Well, no, but how are the drugs transported? They're in a in balloon. balloon. <laughs>
2: it's
0: not a
3: pun. Yeah, pretty close.
0: It's not working for me. No, it's, it's, not it's not working.
5: It's not a pun, but, but you know what? Not the not effort, was the no, effort was there. No, no, Thank good. you. No, Thank no, you, the, Joe. The effort, the
0: effort doesn't count. I, I'm
5: two and a half hours it, into well, my shift I and I haven't used a pun yet. I don't think the effort counts if the result isn't. You yeah, know, the useful, result or funny. The
0: result was ridiculous. And not <laughs> but funny.
5: listen, I'm happy to try to get an effort.
0: See,
3: well, <laughs> set the bar low, Kenny.
5: Set the bar
3: low. That's what it's turned
0: out to be here, huh? Guys hanging on the wall to uh yeah, celebrate happy somebody shows up for work. <laughs> hey, just will you run my board today? <laughs> I gotta go
3: hold and stuffing.
5: I can't you. be there. I gotta cook. I'll buy uh, you a sandwich.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> um, best comment yesterday off air yeah. was you asking all of us if we're gonna be here and we all said yeah. And then you said to Rook, but you gotta be home with your bleeping apron on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
0: you know he's topless under that apron. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's just a pair of underpants. I think so. I got gravy <laughs> in my chest here.
5: <laughs> to celebrate 50 years in the U.S., Subaru is launching a limited edition of every model in its lineup. Expect those new cars to debut next year. Uh, details on the models right now are slim, but Subaru said they'll feature a new <laughs> common color, which will be based on a high-level trim. It'll also receive unique badging. Uh, If you're wondering about the history of Subaru of America? I'm I'm not. Not at all. Not at all. Not even a little bit. February 1968, founded (laughs) by two American (laughs) businessmen. I'm just going to plow ahead. Wait a minute. Americans founded Subaru? Yeah. Harvey Lamb and Malcolm Bricklin, two American (laughs) businessmen. Bricklin is famous. They uh, were looking to sell distributor franchises to investors around the country. That year, the 360 became the first Subaru to reach U.S. shores. Have you ever
0: seen one, Joe? They are ugly. They look like uh, um, VW Bugs, but...
1: But the two Americans didn't manufacture it. It was being manufactured in
5: Japan. That's They very, merely imported it. You are correct. All right. And then if you continue with the history. Yeah. In now, ni- I'm, now I'm interested. In 1989. So I'm interested. Subaru opened a manufacturing plant in the U.S. for the first time. Mm-hmm. Initially, the factory in Lafayette, Indiana, shared with Isuzu, produced Subaru Legacy and Isuzu Rodeo models. Mm-hmm. Now the automaker is expected to produce nearly 400,000 vehicles at the plant by the end of this year, including the Legacy. John, uh, what, oh, year, that, what
0: year? What year was it decided that you have to be an insufferable, gross hippie to buy a Subaru? Yeah, <laughs> when did <laughs> that, when did uh, that go in? That into I'm not sure. Kenny. I Does a Zuzu no
1: still on. exist? No, I don't believe. so. I haven't seen they? one. No. Unless they're those uh, milk carton ones that I see, those square ones. Milk carton Oh, well, they look like milk trucks. Yeah. What are those? Are that Maybe that's a zero Aren't zero. those SUVs? I
2: have talking no about? Yeah, I rented idea. one of those ones. What yeah. are they are hey, called? The Cube.
3: Really quick, Joe, loyal uh, listener Terry weighs in. Kenny was talking about the various holes in Wyoming and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he asks, what listeners call the mindless period between 3.30 and 4.00 every day, Kenny's hole. Kenny's hole.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was hurtful. Don't look at him, though. <laughs>
1: that was hurtful. <laughs> No, it's just a constant yeah, We're struggle. on now. Though. I know. Okay. It's a constant I was
0: struggle. I was off the air with that, Joe. I'm not. I'm on the air. <laughs> I said to Joe in his headphones that, Joe, you and that thermostat, it's just like taking hits off a cigarette. He has no idea that he's actually touching well, the thermostat. Well, I, I had it's, it
1: perfect all day. Now it's blowing cold air, so I have you, to adjust you it. went It's freezing to, in here. You
0: now. went to the thermostat three times right. in the last four minutes. Right. And I yes, thought like, you... Here, here.
3: Well, wait a minute. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. You don't even know you're doing it. This is just like lighting up a heater. I thought you drew a line
3: where the thermostat was supposed yeah, to go. Yeah, and I,
5: that line keeps moving. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Odd way to prove a point in Claremont, Florida. Authorities say a man angered over people driving dangerously through a busy intersection appeared to intentionally cause a crash there to highlight the problem. A boy, The Daily Commercial says 61 year old Bruce John Homer told Lake County Sheriff's Office deputies who responded to the afternoon accident that he was frustrated and law enforcement wouldn't crack down on people running through a stop sign at the intersection. Well, the driver of the SUV that was hit says Homer pulled out in front of him as he was going through the intersection. The driver says they got out of their cars and Homer approached him and told him he'd run the stop sign and law enforcement, quote, won't do anything until somebody dies. Homer has been charged with aggravated battery and reckless driving.
3: Much like the people you were talking about last hour, Joe, he has too much time on his hands. Too much
5: time. Doesn't have enough to do. A deer hunter in Michigan started recording video of a bear that he spotted nearby and captured the moment the bear stole his kill. John Wardninsky posted his video to Facebook, said he was hunting November 16th in Alcona County when he ended up with a Michigan black bear encounter that's hard to believe, but he says is true. He said he was following the blood trail to the six-point buck he shot when he spotted the black bear next to his pop-up blind. He said, I thought it was pretty cool to see a bear that close, so I just started shooting video of him with my iPhone. Well, after he walked about 20 yards or so, I realized the bear was heading right for my deer. Several times I tried shouting, whistling, breaking br- uh, brush, but the bear would not leave. The bear was the first to find the white-tailed deer, and all the hunter could do was keep filming as the bear dragged.
0: Now, there's one thing he could do shoot the bear <laughs> well <laughs> I,
1: I've, I've uh i've seen uh documentaries on grizzly bears and if a big male uh wants th- some food that a female has taken he's he's getting it this was
0: uh michigan so it wasn't a grizz
3: no i know black bear uh, it's kind of like um former governor ventura or, or bud grant yeah
0: you know. <laughs> if he wants it he's getting it You're right you ain't getting none they're just big dumb raccoons is all they are <laughs> the bear the bears. T- yeah, they, yeah they're just Big dummies. The bear dragged the uh, kill away into the woods. Why didn't he take care of the matter? Jeez. Is bear meat any good? I don't know. Doesn't uh, sound good, does it? No, not really. It really sounds like it'd be. that' it'd would like be tough. Gamey so, and so, so should he... they eat crap right off the highway?
2: Yeah, that's true. Eh, that's that's yucky. Yeah. Should he have been afraid of this bear, Kenny? Could this bear have caused him harm? I suppose if you get
0: between it's not the like bear a and its food, but it's yeah, it's not like a grizzly. And plus, he was armed.
1: No bear meat at the glory hole. It All was right. the
0: highlight of my career that day. <laughs> you had no idea what you were saying.
3: <laughs> no clue. You still no don't clue.
1: know what you were saying. No, I really know.
3: Well, what I, I want to know what the, this fantastic. was before my time. What was the reference? I have no it was, idea. It was a bar. Uh, we a bar. don't need to go into yeah. it. I, I it's don't...
0: a bar in Alaska called the Glory right. Hole, and they no longer <laughs> serve bear, bear meat there. Right. right. Uh, so, and the 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 phrasing was just fantastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. No
1: bear meat at the Glory Hole. All
0: right.
5: <laughs> There were a uh, few, <laughs> few Palm Beach County we drivers. We might have to pull Joe aside oh, and explain a few yeah. things to him Let's so, he, show him some so
0: he knows what he was saying oh there. Oh, my God. going to watch the bobber. <laughs> yep. It's
3: right there.
5: I would not go to the Google with this no, one. No. At least not on the company computer. No. What brilliant marketing that was. There were a few Palm Beach County drivers taking in stride the traffic troubles that came with President Trump's arrival in Florida last night. Author and sports writer Jeff Perlman was stuck in the traffic when he recorded two women getting out of their vehicle as it was stopped on Interstate 94. Oh, no. They, uh, well. Did they make sh- out? They started twerking right in front oh, of Oh, that's fantastic. Per- his arrival
1: there has to be just dreadful because there's nowhere to go. Yeah. There's one yeah. bridge across to his estate. That's and he's it. there all the time. It's yeah. Just, yeah.
5: Perlman tweeted a video uh, that said he was stuck off an exit when the exhibition of dancing occurred right in front of his car. The author said in a Periscope video that he was just trying to get off the interstate to visit his favorite diner uh, when they kept getting out of their car to dance because traffic was not moving at all. When's
3: the last time any of you guys twerked? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm been pretty sure I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> I twerked at the club last night.
1: Did you really? I had my cowboy outfit on.
5: Yeah, is that at the glory hole? You can you can twerk on one leg,
0: can't you?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You ever twerk in the grocery store, Joe? All the time, just in the produce Uh, department, right?
4: Yeah.
5: (laughs) I'd Uh, love to see that. Wow, it'd be fantastic. Police in Vermont are looking for a suspect. uh, (laughs) You would be walking stumped over for a year (laughs) if you tried
0: it. Oh my back! Oh my back! Oh my back! back. I did my sit-ups this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you got out of
5: bed? Yeah.
0: Uh, one they had oh, to sit up to do it, didn't I?
5: <laughs> I did my sit up this morning. <laughs> 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 Police in Vermont are looking for a uh, suspect who may end up on Santa's naughty list. It happened over the weekend. Someone took several items from a holiday display on the lawn of a Concord Avenue home in St. Johnsbury, Vermont. Theme problem, John? No. uh, Initially, the homeowner reported there was a lighted reindeer, a snowman, and a Santa Claus had been stolen. That's a theme. They got a theme going. We had to call back police, though, because he found the reindeer wasn't missing. It had, however, been placed into a lewd position with another reindeer <laughs> statue. Oh, <laughs> reindeer urges.
1: Yeah.
5: Uh, police are asking for the public's help in finding who stole the other two. I, uh, by the animals. way, I'm on
3: record. I fully support doing that to any type of uh, nativity scene setup.
1: Oh, no. Nativ- no I'm on. A nativity yeah, scene? No. I'm, on, no. I'm on board. No.
3: I don't, no, I don't that's the
1: words could. of Chris Reavers, and they in, no <laughs> way, they in no way represent the official stance. All right, stance maybe not
3: nativity, of, but reindeer scenes for sure. Okay, I'll take reindeer, okay. but not nativity gotcha. scenes. Gotcha, all right. You know what, your wise
1: men doing that to each other. No, no, you stick with your frankincense, incense, and myrrh. Wow, myrrh. Myrrh. Uh, frankincense, incense, in and manure. No, it's
5: a, it's a, a perfumed substance. You found that by the creek, right? Down by the, the creek. creek. Mm-hmm. An unfortunate. Uh, what a hayseed you are! <laughs> yes. God Almighty! Yeah,
0: you, you are addressing all of Minnesota when you address me in that manner. Not really. You are insulting really. all no. of your listeners. No, Most people the state. can pronounce the word. It's no, a creek. Most, most of your listeners are yeah. the take and go crowd. <laughs>
1: no, there's no, and, no such thing as take and, and go. There's the road, no such uh, thing as
0: borrowed. Me something. When the road gets wet, it gets slickered up. That's that's how your people and your listeners talk, no, Joe. Not, not really. And no. I'm representing I got,
5: them. No. Uh, I got an email from one of those guys last hour. Yes, and, you did. Yeah, it done slickered up out there.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to take and put my chains on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am I on the air? Those no. Are,
5: those are your people, my friend. No, no. My people can speak. <laughs> are, are we on now? We are. An unfortunate thing in Australia, and perhaps I shouldn't even end before Thanksgiving with this story, but... A Catholic boys' school has been forced to cover up a brand new statue. John, Uh-oh.
1: don't do oh, this story. Oh God! There you go. I'll get rid of that one. No, Thank I you. don't want that story done. I saw uh, here, it. I don't a, want it done. I don't trust night. Kenny. Here's a nice one. I don't one. trust anybody. Let me give you a nice one before <laughs> yeah. the well endowed for Thanksgiving. Uh, young, uh, a
5: young. No, we new not
0: A New Jersey. I don't want woman.
1: it. I don't want to go into it. It's Thanksgiving. You know. New Jersey let's, woman who was... just keep it real. Let me give oh, you a one. Hey, nice oh, uh,
0: you guys are back on the air. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, Joe, I have to take and go back to my desk. A New, Jersey, <laughs> a New Jersey woman... <laughs> so I can
5: leave. ...who was helped by a homeless man... Well, when, go ahead. When, yep.
0: Which, nope. I got to
3: take and go.
5: <laughs> New Jersey woman who was helped by a homeless man when she ran out of gas in Philadelphia is raising money to help him. Right. See, is that
3: a better story? I love story? it, John.
1: That's fantastic. Kate McClure it's was... more in
5: keeping with the season. Thank you. Kate McClure was heading to Philadelphia to visit a friend last month when she ran out of gas on you Interstate You know what you can 19- do, Reavers? No, you I, can
1: what? just get the hell out of here right. right now. It was It was
5: Kenny, it, it was Kenny yeah. Oh, <laughs> The Florence Township woman pulled over when she ran out of gas and worried until a homeless man approached. The man whose name was Johnny told her it wasn't safe there, and he bought McClure gas with his last $20 bill. Uh. McClure promised she'd return to pay him. She and her boyfriend have since raised over $20,000 for the homeless man. Good. The pair hoped to get Johnny an apartment and help him with transportation. So the homeless
1: guy bought her gas.
5: That's right. And she
1: was so impressed, she raised money for him. That's correct. That's fantastic. What a story. That's the way to close out, Johnny. That's Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving. You're right. Coming up on the ride with Corzo.
2: You know, we're going to talk uh, Phil Miller from the Star Tribune. Little twins. You know, they've got a lot of money. There's some uh, to get this Japanese player. Signed Boxton. Yeah. Forever. Well, that's right. See, that's what they've they've talked about that, too. Signing a lot of their guys to uh, long-term deals before they become free agents. I think these guys know what they're doing, by the way. Uh, the Twins guys. I do uh, too. We'll also talk with Herm Edwards, his normal Wednesday appearance on the ride, and we'll talk a little Gophers hoops. Uh, they could be pretty good this year. I've seen him play a couple Who'd times. who they beat yesterday? Yeah, the worst team, Alabama a But they go in now to a stretch where they're playing Alabama, Arkansas, Miami, three top 25 teams. So they, oh, we'll, really? we'll get a little more uh, view of how the Gophers are in the next uh, 10, 15 days. That'll determine if they're the real deal or yeah, not. Yeah, well, we'll see if the, how they compete with them. And I think they'll
1: do fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, And Vikings Detroit tomorrow at eleven thirty. At eleven thirty, great start. Early Thanksgiving couldn't be better time. Yeah, because you can wait till that game's over before you worry about eating. Yeah, you can kind of
2: fiddle around in the kitchen. Fifteen
1: hundred ESPN is KSTP, Saint Paul, Minneapolis.